Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Um, hey, what's up? But don't ever say my name like that again. Like what? Like you're some kind of octopus trying to speak. <laughs> Carol. Ugh. I don't like it. Wouldn't you, you'd like it if I had eight arms, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> hmm. Maybe. <laughs> well, we're not going to hit you from eight sides here. I only have one news story. Wow, it's a so slow that, week. It's a slow news week. Oh, it is February 23rd, 1996. And in the news today is one Mr. David Letterman. Are you familiar with Let- David Letterman? Uh-huh. I believe he uh, invented the alphabet or something like that. <laughs> uh, so, this is by Mike Duffy, our... Our intrepid Captain Video File, or whatever the fuck he calls himself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> his loony life is a show business sandwich. And each day, David Letterman takes another big bite. Mm-mm, good? Question mark? What the fuck? <laughs> Mike Duffy is so funny. Sure, sometimes, says the sarcastic prankster of CBS's late show, a notoriously grumpy perfectionist, But when you're a highly paid professional chucklehead, well, life can be a never-ending comedy stress test. Professional chucklehead. That's right. How do you get that gig? I (laughs) want that gig. Do you? Don't we kind of have that gig? Um, no. Quote, I think on any given night we can be as good as the first night we went on, and on any given night we can suck. (laughs) Wow, that's a high high praise there. That sounds like us. (laughs) Right? That's just life, Letterman observed in his self-mocking style as TV boy. So he's been doing it for 15 years, but now he is in a big contest with none other than Jay Leno. What is their contest exactly? He of the huge chin. What's their contest? Yeah. Well, one of them is on The Tonight Show on NBC at 11.30 at night. And the other one is on The Late Show on CBS at 11.30 at night. Uh. So their contest is who gets to fix your eye first. <laughs> their contest is who who gets more ratings. Who do you prefer? David Letterman. Me too. I think Jay Leno is a piece of shit. Wow, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I would go farther if if the if our lawyers would let me. I'd go far. <laughs> Dang. I do not like Jay Leno. I don't respect him. I think he is garbage. Did he pee in your coffee or something? What what the heck? No, he hurt David Letterman. We'll talk about him. Okay. Off air, I guess. No, there's a book that I read called The the late shift about what happened, the inside story of what happened between David Letterman and Jay Leno. Okay. And I believe HBO's making a movie about it, which we might watch. That sounds kind of cool. So 
we'll talk about that when we see that movie. Cool. Because this isn't book talk. It's TV it talk. could be. Let's talk about some televisual experiences we had this weekend or this week. <sighs> Carol. <laughs> Ellie sounds like an octopus. Everyone loves when you do that. What, when I go, <sighs> Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm sure it brightens up their lives. It does. It brightens up my life. Dark sighing into their ears. <laughs> I'm sorry for the heavy breathing. Sorry. Anyway. Um, we saw... That's what I say every time I make a phone call. Right? Go ahead. We saw a movie. No, not a movie. Oh, yeah, show. We start with shows. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I need oh, more coffee shit. or something. You need something. Um, Lobotomy. So, hey, now. What? Not nice. Hey, now. We watched Moesha. We did. It was different. It was little, yellow, <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, it was. There was a lot of... Uh, black people? It was... <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of black people. No. Is that where you were going? No. Okay. Um, It was just... There was a lot were of... Were there any white men? Oh, my God. I don't think so. Just asking a question if there were any white men. I don't remember seeing any white people in this episode. I don't either. Good. White people have had it good enough <laughs> for too long. No, there was a lot of heaviness. It was very heavy. Yeah, Doc was there. <laughs> Moesha! <laughs> it's about your kids! <laughs> no, Moesha and her friend Kim... Kim, yeah. ...want to join... The concerned youth, like what is it? I it's remember. a so it's it's a riff on the Million Man March. It's a riff on it because they actually talk about it. Yeah, well, that's I'm not a riff, but what I'm saying is it's yeah, it's a play on it, sort of the group that they're organizing. So we talked about the Million Man March briefly, Louis Farrakhan mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff, and there apparently there were women that were like, you know, why million men and. This is being, what's that word uh, with the male? Uh, misogynistic. This is being misogynistic. And. Look at the big vocabulary I on Mark. No, can you believe it? <laughs> so, I opened up a dictionary yesterday. Good for you. You know the word gullible is not in the dictionary? Really? Yeah. You're lying. No, it's not. I am not gullible, you ass. Here, take a look. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> No, the word gullible is in the dictionary. Yeah, I know. Okay, just want to make sure. So, oh, what? Not stupid either. Sometimes your blonde roots show, you know. Oh. Oh. So not nice. Hey, I am not a blonde. What What? What scale does saxophone start with? Fuck off. <laughs> One time, Carol and I were talking about <laughs> musical instruments, and I was talking about the, the scales that each instrument started on and i said flute starts on b piano starts on c carol had played the saxophone and i said what does saxophone start with does that start what does it start with c and she looked at me all concerned and she goes no s <laughs> i missed the first part of the conversation okay yeah, you weren't listening that's my favorite pastime you know what they Not say listening to when you. you don't listen you make an ass out of Li and tin. What in the fuck? 
Get it together. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Moesha. So yeah, they they want to start. The, they've started this group, and it's all men, only men, male leadership. Yeah, it's the Coalition of Concerned Youth, or something like that. Yeah, it's the it's the Coalition of Understanding Men. And so the they CUM, if you prefer. They want to join, and they're like, oh, we're concerned, we're youth, we want to be part of this. Right. And, and the, the this, leader... This one dude that's just sitting there is like, looks at Kim, and he's like, yeah, you can, you can sit on my lap and right. in this, this meeting. But the leader does not want them there. No. And his crony does not want them there. No, yeah, his little Louis Farrakhan Jr. over there. But everyone, We don't want no women! Right. But everybody else was fine about it. They seemed okay about it, yeah. So, whatever. Plus, Moesha has her... her yeah, Moesha, that's her name. Yeah. Brandy's her real name, right? Yes. It's a, it's a weird mononym. I don't think that... Uh, that Brandy doesn't seem a unique enough name to be a mononym, but whatever. Not like Madonna or... A mononym is when someone goes only by one name. Huh. From the Latin mono meaning one and nim meaning name. Why, I wonder, would she not use Moesha instead of Brandy? Well, Moesha's a fictional character. That that makes sense then. <laughs> That's not standard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, Roseanne... Yeah, but, but Roseanne, how how many Rosannes do you know? How many Brandies do you know? Rosanna Dana, I know lots of Brandies. Really, Brandy Svenning, she was in Mallrats. I only knew one Brandy. Brandy in elementary school. She's a fine girl. What a good wife she would be. Sure. <laughs> no, you know who who Brandies are is. You know, strippers, that's that's where the brandies are at. Brandy. Brandy and cinnamon. Right. Brandy and cinnamon and Tiffany. And cupcake. And champagne. Do you think there's any strippers named cupcake? Cup, there should be. <laughs> that will be my stripper name. Uh, or well, the, the, the ice cream place. At the ice cream place we open, that's a, also a strip club. Right. A strip ice cream place, you can be cupcake. <laughs> Yay. But I will not be blonde. No, you don't have to be blonde. I'm not blonde. You just have to bring your big boobs. <laughs> I can't leave them at fine. home. I have tried. Yeah, have you? Yes. Why? For reasons. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You're walking through a lot of construction sites. <laughs> be much better if I just left these here. Right. I guess jogging. Yeah. That would be good if you could. Detachable boobs. Okay, let's move on, because I just pictured it, and I don't want to picture it. Oh, my God. I'm picturing Velcro. No. What? No. <laughs> Why would Velcro be that? I would think buttons, right? Oh, Snaps. God. Snaps. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so Moesha is at the place, and eventually they do let her in. Yeah, her and Kim. Well, she's all she's all connected, though. Well, and she's organized. She's like, oh, you know, do you have, they're trying to give away, they're raising money for a scholarship, right? Right. And the scholarship is not open to women. It's men only. Which is bullshit. 
just uh, slap your penis down on the table if you want to apply for this this scholarship. You know, when um, my brothers and my sister were in high school, Mm -hmm. my brothers had, you know, like more than a 4.0 GPA. 4.9. And they caddied so that they could get a full-ride scholarship to U of M. Okay. My sister also wanted to caddy so that she could get a full-ride scholarship to U of M. That's not going to work. And that's what my father said. He refused to let her do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he said girls don't caddy. That's right. It's bullshit. But I kind of agree with him. Why? Because, and this is the thing that you don't know, that he knew. I don't know if your brothers knew it or not. But those fucking business assholes on the, oh, by the way, business assholes, uh, if you have extra money, (laughs) (laughs) patreon.com slash retro lately. Uh, but those business assholes on the golf course with their their five martini lunches and everything, they're talking about babes and stuff the whole time. They're being very crude and rude. And they would probably try to hit on your sister, maybe even you know, slap her ass or something like that. That she could have been opened up for that. Okay. I assume. I don't know when That's called being a girl walking around in life. Anyway. So then he shows up at her house, mm-hmm. and, you know, she doesn't want anything to do with him. Her family is, like, shaming her for how rude she's being, but he deserves it. Well, his family's being, her family's being kind of rude, too, because her, her dad's like, yeah, you know, she told me about you, and, you know, I'll fucking kill you or whatever. Right. And the mom <laughs> says something, and even her little brother, I, who's her little, I think her little brother is Ray J, I think is his name. I think it's her real little brother. Oh. But anyway, so, yeah, he invites her back in because she lost Jodeci when she walked out. Mm -hmm. And he has no place. And she has a place. Yeah. I missed the part where she said she had a place. Yeah, I missed that also. Maybe she said she had a place in mind or something. I don't know. Well, I think she might. I think when they were first joining, she might have suggested a place or something or had something in mind. And he was like, I'm going to find it or, you know. Yeah. Either way, I mean, he's back asking her to come back. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then he asks her out. I know. And I expected her to, like, you know, slap him. Right. I don't know, throw some water in his face, mm-hmm. something. Rip off his detachable penis. But instead, she wanted to rip off his clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says yes. And then he walks out and she's like, he's so fine. And so it's like. No. Your feminist message just got destroyed. Like, I'm so disappointed in you right now, Moesha. Moesha, why are you so horny? <laughs> you're disappointing every... You're, Susan B. Anthony is shaking her head. She's not dead yet. And Elizabeth Cady Stan is rolling in her grave. But you know what? It bites her in the ass in the end. It does. Yes, it does. And I don't like... Yeah, it does. He doesn't bite her in the ass. No. It does. He will never get that pleasure. No. (laughs) No, because they go to this benefit together, Mm -hmm. and some newspaper shows up wanting to take a picture of the organizers. Yeah. Well, real quick, though, we get a... We get like a three-minute Jodeci concert. Yes. We get about half... We we get about half (laughs) of their hit song. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But, um... It is funny, though, that it's only, like... I, I, I would I would have thought they would play would have played more of the performance over the credits, but they don't. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with whatever the show had to pay to get Joe to see, right. you think they would use it a little bit Maybe more. she's just friends with them, because Brandy is a singer. That's true. You think they work for free, though? They don't work for no, free. No, no. No, they work for... They work for little trees that you can roll up and smoke. <laughs> but um, she she gets asked to sit it out. For the picture. Yeah. He says, and the thing is, it's not even the photographer, the, the newspaper dude. He says, I think it would be better you know, for our public image right. if it was just the men. Because he still wants to make this about the men because he's still a misogynist. Right. Yeah, just because he asked you back doesn't mean that, you know, he had a personality transplant. He's Correct. still an asshole. Yeah. She must have thought, well, if he has if he has that good a taste that he wants to date me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then he can't be all bad. But in the end, even though she disappoints the fuck out of me and agrees. Yeah, again, she gets, her mom lectures her about why did you just give up? Why did you leave the the group or whatever you just gave up and, and everything? And she just does it again. <laughs> yeah. But she gets talked into by her friends going up there still. And in the end, she wins because they said, what, a million men led by one woman or something like that? They, I don't know. They were, okay, it was, it was the newspaper headline. And we yeah. get, we get, it's so weird. It's like a weird voiceover narration at the end from her. But she says... But I never would have guessed the headline or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it says, yeah, it said a million men led by one in a million women. Which, you know, what about Kim? Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't have been one. I mean, Kim didn't do anything. But... Well, she picked out desserts and, you know, and, got a boyfriend yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. She got some cream. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was a it was an okay episode. I, I was not really impressed with the fact though like you said that they kind of undercut the whole message to- totally did yeah. i i was liking the episode until then and i thought this guy's gonna be like oh i want you brandy and she's gonna be like no right she's gonna stick her high heel in his face but instead she was just like oh he's fine mm-hmm. yeah it's no good it does not matter no bueno lots of guys are fine yeah some, and some assholes. of them will treat you with respect right so that uh, was Brandy. That was Brandy. Well, that was Moesha. on Moesha. It was Brandy on Moesha. <laughs> the new show, Brandy on Moesha. What did you think, Brandy? I thought it was a good episode. Right. We'll have to get her on. Get her on the tapes. That'll be that'll be her review every week. <laughs> thought it was good. We did a good job. So, do you want to talk about the other show that we watched, yeah. or should we just hold off because you know, no, no. holding, no holding. I think we should talk. I think we should talk about it at least briefly. We we obviously we watch more than one television program right, right. every week. <laughs> we usually select one, or we go out of our way to watch one that we don't normally watch, so we can give you a little variety and review all the different television shows that are on the freaking five networks that we have now. So many. It's incredibly weird to have so many networks. It's like overwhelming. It is the choices. Six networks, actually, I think. <laughs> but anyway, so we 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 watch stuff on a regular basis, and one of the things that we watch pretty much every week is F R I N D S. No, yeah, 
F R I E N D S. Oh yeah, sorry. F R. What did I say? You you forgot the E. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> Fra- friends. Get you a dictionary. F R I. Yeah, I already I opened it. Remember, Gullible's not in there. F R I E N D S. I still don't know what each of those letters stand for. No, but... I know. What the fuck? Drives me crazy. I mean, if they were just buttons in the couch, like everyone suggests that I talk to, the crazy friends that I have, then why are each of the letters capitalized? Right. Like it does stand for something. It has to stand I for something. I bet it does, and they're just keeping it a secret. It's I like some kind of inside joke. Last episode, it'll be like, Frank really inserts entrails. Oh, my. Never discuss seriousness. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we watched that. And it was a it was an episode that we wanted to talk about because it was just a particularly good episode of the show. Well, Joey moved out. Joey, and he got his own apartment that he decorated. And you know, okay, everybody's over looking at his stuff, and they're kind of making fun of him. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of awesome. I, maybe I have terrible tacky taste. I, I don't like, know. I like the chairs. Yeah, I like the chairs. I like the little rain thing. and I didn't notice a ton of what he had going on. I even like, they have like a, a, a glass top panther, uh, you know, coffee table. I like wow. that. A panther coffee table? Yeah, the, there's like a, a black panther statue with a, you know, oval glass table top on it, on its back. That's that a coffee table. Seems very insensitive. Why? Was the like the Black Panther? Is he wearing his Black Panther jacket? Does he have the the fist up? Oh my goodness! I mean, that's it. Seems very untoward to to mount a Black Panther and put glass over him. That's not the kind of they, they were for freedom, not this. Okay, not to be an end table. We're not talking about the political movement of the Black Panthers. We're talking oh. about like the zoo animal. Oh, the comic book character. No, Black Panther. No, we're talking Which about predates the Black Panthers. By the way, so they named their organization after a comic book character. Maybe that's I, kind of funny. I, I guess because that it does by a few years. I think like four or five years. It predates the the. the Formation of the Black Panther political party. Well, I don't think Joey Tribbiani meant anything by it. Yeah, okay. What? What did you just say? I said Wakanda. Exactly. I screamed Wakanda. Exactly. Nobody knows what that means, you weirdo. It's the land that Black Panther comes from in the comic books. It's a fictional African country. So, like, the two people that listen to our tapes that have read that comic book mm-hmm. will get it. Yeah, they'll love it. And the rest of us will look at you like I just looked at you. They'll love it. Say, what in the actual well, why don't fuck? Well, talk about D&D. We'll make it even. Nah. <laughs> I like to keep my inner nerd secrets. Why don't you talk about the helm of disintegration and... Uh, what? How the, like, a uh, mage... I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. An elfin <laughs> warrior using the helmet disintegration to do 2D damage to... What? You need some help. I don't know anything about D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. So, 
Anyways, I was just saying. That's when you want to detach your boobs. (laughs) It's when you go to D. So I can throw them at you? It's when you go to D&D. Oh, you can throw them at me anytime, babe. (laughs) Why would I want to detach my boobs? Because I'm going to D&D. I don't know to fit in more. Okay. Do they help you at D&D? Should I shove a tube socks down my boobs? Wait, 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 wait. Do they help you at D&D? My boobs? Yes. My boobs help me everywhere. All right. I mean, they're very distracting. Mm-hmm. I think that helps. That's why the show would be better. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's one. What? Maybe doing the show is another instance where it would be helpful to detach them. Okay. Because I wouldn't be distracted and the show would be better. That's the, I see. That's the joke. That's the joke part. So Joey is happy in his newly decorated apartment. Yeah. Who wouldn't and- be? Chandler is sad and lonely and acting like a scorned woman. He is. Very it's kind of so. funny. They're like, and they're all acting like that. Yeah. They're like, he's, he's, he's decorated. <laughs> he's moved on. So what ends up happening is Chandler gets a roommate mm-hmm. named Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. I believe this actor's name is Adam Goldberg. It is correct. And, um,. Like the famous playwright. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Eddie slash Adam Goldberg mm-hmm. starts out really getting along with uh, Chandler. Oh, yeah. They met in the ethnic food aisle. <laughs> what the fuck was the that? grocery store. <laughs> Chandler does not look like he would eat any ethnic foods. He eats freaking macaroni and cheese yeah. for Thanksgiving dinner. What, what kind of... What, yeah, that's... What, what is he? A boiled potato? Right? Here's the Irish section. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine him cooking anything. I mean, I just figure they just eat out all the time because they don't know how to cook and they would die if they yeah. had to. Exactly. But yeah, so he maybe he was trying to pick up a girlfriend and he ran into a roommate instead. He was looking for an ethnic girlfriend in the ethnic... <laughs> right. A spicy Latina. <laughs> so they um, they start out getting along, but as time goes on, it's not it's no bueno. Like... yeah. Eddie just wants to read, and Chandler like, wants to, play, like... You want to play foosball? He goes, I'm not really into sports. <laughs> like, even I play foosball. Come on. Weirdo. Well, it's a game. Yeah. It's not sports. Well, it has the word ball in it. So. I guess, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not going great, and they miss each other so much, and they both love Baywatch, and, and Eddie thinks Baywatch is stupid, and it's... I kind of do. I kind of agree with Eddie on that one, though. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I've never seen it, but so I guess maybe I can't judge. But it looks dumb. Yes. And then um, Ross and um, Monica are fighting the whole episode, like kids, and like uh, they're it's kids again. Really, really creepy. Yeah. Rachel mentions that it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she's like, I never wanted you more. Mm-hmm. And then at one point. He says, and you're going to tell mom on me or something? And she's like, now I'm mom? Right. <laughs> like, Do you ever notice that none of these people laugh at each other's jokes? It's so rare. Huh. They'll tell jokes, especially Chandler, and they almost never laugh at their jokes. I noticed it because Chandler makes a joke when Phoebe first comes in to set up her storyline. And he makes a joke, 
and she actually kind of laughs. It seems like a manic kind of laughter because uh-huh. well, she's still excited. But she actually does kind of laugh. And I was like, huh, I think that's the first time I remember anyone laughing at Chandler's jokes. Right. Like he's making these jokes and they never land with the friends. Well, I think it's just because he makes so many they get tired of it or something. I guess. Because that's his whole shtick. Just he's, that he's the joke guy. He's making more jokes than the court jester at uh, <laughs> Henry VIII's uh, coronation, babe. What? My friend Mike would laugh at that. Okay, that's well. My, that's, my, that's my Dennis Miller impersonation. Okay. He's one of those dudes, so Dennis Miller will make the most esoteric joke in the world. And, uh, you know, like, it's all based on history and how smart he is and stuff like that. So I, I kind of do my own little shtick on that. Sounds obnoxious. He is obnoxious. Yeah. Although he said my fa- he used to be the, the weekend update host on Saturday Night Live, and he said maybe the thing I laughed the hardest at ever on Saturday Night Live. Back in the 80s, Saturday Night Live was doing really poorly. And, like, every year it was like, when's Saturday Night Live going to get canceled, basically, right? And they had this contest to spell Muammar Gaddafi's name, the dictator of Libya, because there's there were so many ways to spell Colonel Gaddafi's name, right? Okay. It's like K-H or, you know, K-A. And, and so he was talking about that, and he was like, so the, we're having this contest of, you know, who can spell it the most creatively or whatever. And he's like, send the, you know, the stuff into this address, you know, in New York and everything. And he's like, uh, this contest is only applicable while Saturday Night Live is live and on the air. And then he pauses for a second and goes, so you might want to hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I think it was an ad lib. It seems like it was an ad lib. Right. The way he delivers it, and it's very funny. That is funny. He was very good on Weekend Update. I loved him on Weekend Update. So I have a question. I have an answer. Do you have anything else you want to say about Friends, or should we move into our main topic? I mean, not really. It was a good... Like, they set, they set up a lot of stuff that I assume they're going to pay off in future episodes. Yeah. But they set up that Joey's not living there, but he wants to come back. He's lonely. But now Eddie's there. And yeah, they're like two ships passing in the night. There's a whole bit about eggs that was cute. That was cute. Because... Be- you took your eggs and you left. That's right. <laughs> you, know, you know what weirds me out sometimes is that chickens are supposed to be the descendants of Tyrannosaurus Rex. What? Yeah. Chickens used to be Tyrannosaurus Rex. Who says? Scientists. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because the, they're related to birds. Di- dinosaurs. Yeah, I remember them saying something about that in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But to specifically say Tyrannosaurus Rex and chickens? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. But it's like when we eat chicken eggs, it's like Tyrannosaurus Rex eggs. When we eat chicken, it's like... But they're tiny. If we could go back in... Yeah, exactly. If we could go back in time and kill a Tyrannosaurus Rex and and cook some of it... Would it taste like chicken? Would it taste like chicken? That's what I'm wondering. Probably. Let's invent a time machine and do it. Everything tastes like chicken. Does lizard taste like chicken? I've I, never had lizard. I think so, yeah. But they're not... I haven't had lizard either. 
I, but they're not actually related to lizards. They're related to birds. But they look like lizards. But they didn't really look like that. That's only what we like. kind of thought they looked like. It hurts my brain to try to picture the Tyrannosaurus Rex with feathers, and I don't want to. Is that what you're trying to tell me right now, though? <laughs> you look so upset about this whole thing. It's just like, I grew up playing with the plastic dinosaurs, <laughs> and they were smooth, and they looked like lizards. Smooth like Ken does. And now they're trying to fuck with it and tell me they were more like birds. And it just... I'm not fucking with it. It's that's it's what happened. <sighs> we, we don't know. All right, well... They don't know anything. They just think they know things. <laughs> They're just guessing. They're just sitting in their little That's labs. What you think. They're just sitting in their lab guessing. <laughs> Drawing pictures of bird dinosaurs. What do you like, think? hey, guess what? We can sell them now. What do you want to call this whale? What does it look like? Sperm whale. Uh, Terry, I think we might need to have a conversation. Right? <laughs> no more. No bueno. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Leave my dinosaurs alone. All right. We'll leave them alone. <laughs> so, the movie we saw. It was called Rumble in the Bronx. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Now, this is not the first time I've seen Jackie Chan. Okay, when was the first time you saw Jackie Chan? My 10th birthday. My mom hired him. <laughs> Liar. <to> perform. <laughs> no. Uh, I saw him. In the, I want to say, 84? I think it was 84 movie. The Cannonball Run 2. Okay. He spoke nary a word of English in it, but he was the driver of, like, the smart computer car. So he's all like, oh, no, no, computer car, you know, like all that that stuff. Very stereotypical, you know, kind of, I think they... He's Chinese, by yeah. the way, but I think they, I think they were playing like he was Japanese because he's all high tech and stuff like that. And they were like, "Fuck, who? No one's gonna notice." That's terrible. No one's gonna notice that he's really Chinese and not Japanese. But yeah, he drove the the very fast, like elect, like not electric, but like it had like a computer readout and everything. They knew where all the cops were and stuff like that. Interesting. I want one of those. So, like I said, he he didn't speak any word of English in it, but he was in there. But this is the first time I've ever seen him in a starring role, and the first time I've ever seen him in what apparently he's been doing for a while in Hong Kong, in the Hong Kong cinema, which is the martial arts, but with a twist. Because <laughs> it's not just straight like Bruce Lee martial arts or kung fu or, or anything like that. It's comedy kung yeah. fu. Yeah. It's using the things in everyday life in an innovative way, whether it's uh, pool balls or his jackets or a ladder. You know, it's using that stuff in an innovative way in these in this fight choreography. And he, chore- he choreographs these his own, like, fight scenes and everything with the, the director in this movie. But he, he has a big hand in this and how they're going to choreograph these fight scenes. And it's uh, amazing. Oh yeah, and and it ends up being very funny a lot of times, and and just kind of amazing to watch. It's almost like an exhibition, right? 
It is. I mean, it's fun to watch. It's a little horrifying, though. Like oh, he gets hurt a lot, and and the amount of things that they break, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they just ruin, like, like bones, huh? Like bones, right? Like his hips. Yeah, he, you imagine he, he got broken. Jackie Chan in ten years is going to just be on crutches. This, he's like, oh my arthritis. Oh god, I hope he gets enough money to make it worth it. Yeah, absolutely. This movie's doing really well, by the way. I can imagine because there's already a lot of pretty big audience for martial arts films. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you're adding a little bit more of a comedy, mm-hmm. you know, a decent story to this one. This movie came out a year ago in Hong Kong. Okay. It just came out this week here in the United States. But yeah, so the, the overseas markets had it for a long time and it was filmed a while ago. I hear he's working on something else right now that's, that's, that's you know probably going to come out soon. But... Yeah, this was, I, and he is charming as hell. Yeah, he is. He's really good in this movie. This movie's dubbed. Very obviously, yes. And I don't know if that's on, obviously they did it on purpose. They didn't accidentally yeah, dub you the movie. I was going to say, that can't be an oh, accident. We hit, the, we hit the dub button on accident. <laughs> it's a good thing we had everyone record their dialogue separately. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, I, I don't know if it's on purpose the style that it's dubbed. Okay. It's dubbed fairly poorly. <laughs> I mean, not not as bad as some of the early Japanese movies like Godzilla and everything like that. It's not that bad. Mm. But it's, it's not perfect. It feels like it could have been better. For sure. And I don't know if that's on purpose. Well, here's the thing with dubbing. Like... They're speaking two different languages. How perfect can you make that? I guess yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, I'm sure they did their best. Yeah. Well, I, I think it always just is gonna look a little comical. Yeah, I guess. I've I've heard that the actors on set all spoke their native language. So some people were speaking English, some people were speaking uh Mandarin, some people were speaking uh, French, other languages. French? Yeah. Who spoke French? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> the bad guy. Sure. The white tiger, which <laughs> apparently means nothing. I, that was so what weird. What does that mean? Who names himself white tiger? Yeah, how did he get that name? What does it mean? Who cares? Come up with a better bad boss name. Seriously. Did you steal Johnny and I can't remember the Double Dragon Brothers, but did you steal the Double Dragon Brothers girls or something like that? So he's now the, you are white. He's the final boss. And I think it's kind of weird because he was white, right? Like He was white. Like a tiger. Like, what the fuck? Like, so you're just playing on your race? I don't know. <laughs> well, we've had Black Panthers, and so now we've got white tigers. <laughs> All over the place with our uh, animals today. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> the plot of this movie is... Barely in existence? No, it has a plot. I mean, it it is pretty loose. But so he came for his uncle's wedding. Right. His uncle's getting married to a black woman. They kiss. Mm -hmm. And it is the weirdest, most awkward, hilarious kiss I've ever seen in my life. I think that's on purpose, too. But why? I don't know. Just for fun, I guess. Like they mashed their lips together and Mm. puffed out their cheeks and then rubbed their 
faces together. <laughs> We've kissed like that before. Sure, all the time. You know what? They looked like they looked like Japanese animation. Like it brought to life with the kissing. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Bag of kiss. <laughs> um so we're gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> uh what's it gonna say? Yeah, they he comes for the wedding. The uncle wants to sell. First of all, the uncle's getting married in like two days. And he's like, day before my wedding, I'm going to close this sale. Well, we haven't know. we haven't even fi- negotiated the final price. It's not like it's not like they've had long negotiations about, you know, what price they're going to pay. And then they're going to take the week to, for the lawyers to draw up the papers. Right. She's just like, mm, I don't want to p- pay three hundred ninety thousand. I'll offer you three hundred seventy. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Sold. Let's 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 sign up our names on a piece of paper, and we're done. That's that's commercial real estate for you. Apparently, yeah, I don't get this. So she buys the grocery store, and she's like, "Oh, he's going to help me with." And she gets invited to the wedding. He invites her to the wedding. Yeah. Now that we're in business together, how are you in business together? Yeah. You sold her your business. You are done now. But so he gets, they, they, they go to the wedding and she's like, oh yeah, he's going to work for me. Yeah. How, what is it? He came from another country for a wedding and now he's staying to work in her supermarket? Well, I don't even, understand. He's, staying. he's just supposed to be there for the week, basically. Because he's supposed to be going back right. to meet his uncle. He's on vacation. And his vacation is working in a uh, grocery store in the Bronx. From some woman that he just met. And he just saw this grocery store it's not like he has a bunch of experience no it's not like he's bringing wisdom to the table oh let me teach you about this no this whole grocery store subplot i don't even know why it's here it's just to pad out the runtime <laughs> i guess because the woman that that runs the grocery store doesn't matter no nah. the grocery store itself doesn't matter obviously because it ends up getting completely ruined yeah I mean, it's there for the gag, I guess, to tear down this grocery store. And because she's not a bad actress. No. But, and some of her scenes are funny, but I I just don't understand it. But the real plot of the movie is that there's a diamond robbery that we don't see, but they tell us about in News Expedition, Exposition, and... They're the guy that that stole stole it are trying to sell it to this mm-hmm. white tiger and his syndicate or whatever, and it goes wrong. They get I, we don't see how it goes wrong. No. By the way, he just shows him the one diamond and he's like, "Where are the rest of the diamonds?" He's like, "You think I'm an idiot? I didn't bring the rest of the diamonds. Let's where's the money? Let's negotiate a price. Let's let's get this going." They show him the money. And they're like, "Okay, take us to the rest of the diamonds." Next thing we know, two cars are chasing each other. There's gunfire and everything who knows what the fuck happened yeah i guess it doesn't matter really but a biker a guy from a biker gang sees the the diamonds takes them stashes them in a crippled kid's uh like wheelchair cushion Mm -hmm. uh who happens to live next door to the uncle's apartment which is where jackie chan is staying and happens to be the little brother of the girl yeah. In the biker gang. Yeah. It's all Who's weird. also a stripper, kind of. But not or really a, a stripper, just a dancer. I still think she's a prostitute. In a nightclub. Okay. Well. 
But so anyway, he falls in love with her, I guess. Or they, I don't they know. date a couple times. I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't care that she's supposed to be likable and good and whatever. Uh-huh. Because what? Because she does a shitty job taking care of her little brother. Like she bought him a new cushion that he yeah, wanted. But he said like she never buys him one. He's been asking forever. She uh-huh. doesn't pay attention to him. Yeah. And she started she's out in, in this. Yeah, she's in a gang, and she started out being bait. They're trying right. to lure him. So they act like they're going to rape her. Like four guys are dragging her off. And then she ends up kicking him in the balls. He saves her from being gang raped. And she kicks him in the balls. And then it's like, oh, it's all better now because she has a crippled little brother. I don't understand. You were nice to my brother. So everything's fine now. Whatever. But anyway, so and then they're trying to get the diamonds back. He this gang has a problem with him because they they are making a ruckus at the store and he beats them up with Kung Fu and <laughs> kicks them out <laughs> and says, don't come back and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they do come back and they mess the place up even worse. Mm-hmm. And she gets all pissed at him because he wasn't there. Cause he was off with his little girlfriend. Cause that's the other thing. Cause he's on vacation, but he was supposed to be working at the grocery store. Yeah. But still for some stupid, weird reason, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. The, the nothing really fits together. No. It's just a series of scenes that keep going. <laughs> and then maybe and, it loses something in translation. And then it just ends, by the way, too. Yes, very abruptly. So they finally they kidnap his girlfriend and everything and they're like we know where or he knows where the diamonds are. So they he takes them to the apartment, they beat up the little boy and <laughs> And he gets the diamonds and gets the drop on these two guys and says, we're going to go get White Tiger. He's chasing after him. They get a hovercraft. So this is another thing. Sometimes things happen in movies because they had it. Because they had access to something. (laughs) And I think somehow they just had access to a hovercraft. And they had to use it. And they were like, yeah, we're going to use this. It doesn't, nobody stops to think about whether or not they should. They only knew they could. Right, exactly. And at one point, the police officer's like, you can't stop it. It's a hover. Are you, what? <laughs> I mean, you can't stop it. He comes up with a pretty easy way to stop it. <laughs> How about shoot it? Right? Nothing is indestructible. So he straps a knife that's conveniently lying around. Just this giant blade. That came off some building or something to a car that also got destroyed or, you know, half destroyed by this thing. And he drives into it and cuts a hole in it. Mm-hmm. And then they repair it after they after the police get these guys. They repair it. And I guess the police are just like, he's like, we're going to go pay White Knight a vi- or White Tiger a visit. <laughs> and he's and I guess the police are just like, yeah. Vigilante justice, go ahead, buddy. Go for it. Because he goes to the golf course where this guy's playing golf the entire movie. He's on a fucking golf course. And they run him over. And when they run him over, uh, it tears off his clothes. So he's just left in his underwear. So they pants him, essentially. Right. And that is how they get comeuppance on the, the villain in this movie. It's like a teen comedy. It's... it's no, it's like a cartoon brought to life. Yeah, exactly. 
And then it just ends. We don't know the the store got destroyed. Is it going to get completely? Re- is it going to get rebuilt? Is he going to give where? The, what happened to those diamonds? Do they get to keep them? Because the the uh, the people were in, the sister and the crippled kid were basically in poverty. Yeah. So do they get to keep them? Is their living situation going to be better? Is he going to stay? Is he going to be with that girl? Or is, is he in love with her now for real? Is he going to go back to Hong Kong like he was supposed to? What what happened? Yeah, we know nothing. There was no closure. They're just like, oh, we're done with all our fantastical stuff. So did, did, we're done. Did White Tiger get up and be like, yeah, kill those guys now? Right? <laughs> did they get killed? Right? Totally he, possible. He's still uh, ostensibly or presumably in charge of a large crime syndicate that the police haven't been able to put a stop to. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. You're right. This movie just turns into Looney Tunes at the end. <laughs> I mean, yeah, once they have that, that thing running people over. Because he got run over by it, too, but he was on he the He was beach, in the sand, so, so he got to keep his clothes. Yeah, he, he got smushed down into the smushy ground. Right. The bad guy got smushed down into the hard ground. By the way, he say, he heroically saves a little girl, I yeah. think. <laughs> he grabs this little girl, and before the thing runs over him, just tosses her <laughs> to her mother. Just tosses her to her mother, but like she's a football. <laughs> he just throws her. I bet that little girl had so much fun. And she does catch her, but I mean, it's so weird. He just tosses her like a sack. God, what? What if she missed? What if? What if she didn't catch her? Like, well, here's the thing. Based on what happened to him, what if that thing ran her over? She just would have gotten a little sand over her, and it would have been fine. It uh, totally undercuts that moment when immediately afterwards he gets run over and nothing happens Yeah, he's to totally him. fine. I know. I thought that thing was death on wheels until it ran him over, and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, he should have done a karate kick jump <laughs> over the thing or something. Something. Hadouken! Um... That sounded like German. That's from Street Fighter. It sounded like German. Well, whatever. (laughs) So, despite all of this, I kind of liked it, though. It was... the, The fighting scenes are interesting enough and funny enough, and Jackie Chan is charming enough to carry most of this movie. That's what that's what most of this movie is. Is the innovation of that and how charming Jackie Chan is. And everything else it's like who cares? I mean, if you like action and fighting and stuff, mm-hmm. then you'll want to see this on the big screen. I'm I'm not even that big on fighting and stuff like that, but I'm glad I saw it. If you like warm buttered popcorn, it's worth going to the movie theater to eat oh, some warm buttered popcorn and def- watch Jackie Chan. It's definitely a popcorn movie, that's for sure. Yeah. But if you're looking for something like high quality or intellectually stimulating or well, emotional, no- you've got none of that here. Yeah, there's no heart in this. But it's and definitely an interesting fluff. Character motivation just goes completely out the window and like I guess there, there, there's not so much arcs as there are just, like, circles, like, character circles. Right. Like, people do 180s like that. This gang has wanted to fucking kill him for half the movie, and he goes in there and, like, beats a bunch of them up, 
and he's like, you know, they they go, hey, get out of here. You can you can leave now. You won, or whatever. And he talks about how they're scum of the fucking earth, and how they're vermin, and they should get a job, and they should stop doing the stuff that they're doing. And then he says in Cantonese, you know, next time we see each other, I hope that we're not fighting, that we're we're sharing a drink and everything. And there's one dude in their gang that speaks Cantonese, and he's like, what did you say? And I guess he tells him, because we go to Jackie Chan walking off screen, and in the background you go, did he mean it? You know, and he just like <laughs> nods, and it's like, so now you're friends with him? Right. Because he said one nice thing about you? It's the most ridiculous thing he ever. He just called you scum, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And and he Wait, like, he wants to drink with me? He like destroyed all their stuff and beat the peoples up, and then they're yeah. just like, oh, okay, well, you're cool. We're yeah, all cool now. It's really weird. I mean, he stole the gang leader's girlfriend. Yeah, he did. That's right. It's so ridiculous. None of it makes sense. Nah. But that's that's Rumble in the Bronx. I still liked it. I know you did. I kind of like how ridiculous it was, too. It was It was okay. It's not everything has to speak to you emotionally or, or right. make you think. If you don't think about it and you just enjoy it, it's cool. Yeah, this is this is a like mindless like just fun time that I can get behind. Yeah. Exactly. So go see it. Let your brain veg out while you eat some popcorn. There you go. Anyway, that is our episode for the week. Carol, you're up. <laughs> well, Asia. at this point I really hope that y'all know what to do. Yeah. But um, go to our website. Every episode is somebody's first episode. Well, hopefully. Uh, go to our website, www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. Check out the upcoming contest we have. There. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and March 1st. Yeah. Write to us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Correct. And, you know, you can always go to uh, Patreon.com. Come forward slash retro fee. I believe it's backslash. Backslash retro fee. Some kind of slash. I don't know. Make a slash. I'm not one of those computer savvy people. Slash your computer in half and then say retro Don't do that. But tell a friend to. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, share it with a friend. Even if you haven't. Go on AIM and say to somebody, hey, check out these tapes. Yes. You'll love it. See you next time. Bye.